Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome into the Irish NFL show. Uh, yes, I've seen a few people saying the sound went down. I, I turned the volume down because it sounded very loud. It's been, it's been, it's been a loud week. It's been a, it's been a difficult week. Colin Cronin, Brown O'Leary, boys, are we all sunburnt? What's the crack? No, I was, I was lashing on the SPF 100 uh, like emulsion paint. Yeah, well, <clears throat> Colin, Colin advised me and warned me and reminded me numerous times to make sure I kept putting sun cream on. I thought I was away with my, my late mother at times, but uh, no, he, he did the right thing. Look, I tell you, we've gone through a day where the weather is uh, a bit crazy throughout the country, and unfortunately someone has lost their life because of the adverse weather conditions, and we, it makes it feel like a long, long time ago since we were uh, away in the States and enjoying that lovely weather, which is normally what we get. The during well, I wouldn't even say we get it during the summer, but look, what a, what a few days for us! It was fantastic. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the new season of Goggle Box as well. It's been a great few days, Brian. Some good TV on this week as well. We're presented by uh, Trust Gaming, Matchbook Betting Exchange, uh, Mini Arcade Systems, and also the College, uh, the Irish College, the Arlingus College Football Classic in Dublin this August. There's more information soon on when the tickets are in sale later on this year. Um, the information is on collegefootballireland.com. Uh, no mark tonight, which is a pity because we're going to maybe talk over a few things that happened last week. Obviously, Brian isn't referring to the new season of Gogglebox or anything that was on TV. We're talking about Vegas. Or Vegas well, talking about LA last weekend. Uh, I feel like I would be home a couple of days, but it was a bit of a mad weekend, boys, wasn't it? I mean, Jesus, I mean, wh where do we start here? Like, I mean, do we talk about the Rams? Do we talk about the sun? Do we talk about Hollywood Park? I mean, where do you want to go here with this? I think the the game, probably given uh, how you know that's that's ultimately what it was, it was all about, and I suppose watching it back over the the course of the the week and kind of seeing how it played out and little bits that obviously stood out, like the the adjustments. Obviously, we'd all talked about the Bengals and the adjustments they had made over the course of second halves and uh, in terms of the the defense, but the Rams made brilliant adjustments, you'd have to say, and brought their pass rush into it. Um, but the the image that I think will live long probably in, um, you know, the minds of any Bengals fans will be that that final play and the fact that Jamar Chase had managed to get free uh, he left Ramsey on the ground, but Joe Burrow did didn't have a, enough time. And definitely, we we talked a lot about sliding doors moments, and I think that will be one for those Bengal fans. Um, I made the point last week during the great preview show, which we had at SoFi, that just because you're in the Super Bowl doesn't necessarily you're going to get back to one. I think back to the Cardinals and how close they came to beating the Steelers, and it had so many familiarities to that game. But the points we called out last Saturday were crucial, and it, it came to pass. Like seven sacks given up by that Bengals offensive line, and the last one arguably is a sack. It's half a sack because Burrow was throwing the ball away in hope more so than anything else because he was getting sacked. And Eli Apple, I mean, he got hosed on the first touchdown, completely misguided in terms of where he should have been on the field. And he let Cook go, assuming someone else was going to take Cook. And then on the last drive, I know there was two flags in the. The last drive in particular that we and Colin at the time discussed. The first one I thought was dubious. The second one was again was a clear hole by Eli Apple. It was difficult, you know, because he's look, you need really good players in the Super Bowl. And he's not a good player. He can argue the toss all he want. He's not 
at the level he should be for a, a cornerback playing in the Super Bowl against a player of Cups caliber. And ultimately, that's what cost him in the end. And who knows if they'll be back again. The Cardinals came so close that year in, in 09 and they never came back again. And will the Bengals be back? It's a long, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, I before I talk about my my sort of thoughts on the game, I brought the special beers back just for you boys. So obviously legally imported. My bag wasn't checked at all by the federal agents. I literally have a letter whenever I will come back into the country. Um, twenty one yards most uh, for for Cam Akers at twenty one yards to the Rams and Matthew Stafford at two interceptions. That's my takeaway from the game. Uh, did, did the Bengals you, had their, did, yeah, did like the, the, the Bengals had their chances and they didn't take them, and the Rams took their chances, and that's the way I see the game. Like it wasn't a classic by any means. I think I think I was sitting literally on camera on Sunday night on the on the show on Monday saying, Oh, this game was fantastic. It it wasn't the best game ever, but look, the Rams had the chance with what a minute and a half to go, and, and they done it and, and fair play to them. But uh, I think the Bengals will come back again. I do. I think they've got the talent, and it really depends because I see the amount of guys that are up for renewal this season for tight end. They need to get. They have to bring back in CJ. Don't bring if they don't bring back in CJ. It's going to be a an interesting season for them. But you know, Cam Akers in the Super Bowl, he had thirteen carries, twenty one yards, and um, Arl Henderson seven yards, four carries, and uh, Cooper Cup didn't even have a hundred yards on the day. Look, obviously Super Bowl MVP, two touchdowns, fantastic. Odell goes out. He was having a game. Then when I was good yeah. for him, so it's, it's fantastic to see Odell get a ring. Um, and look, it's all about the defense. Aaron Donald. I've seen a lot of people saying this week, is he the best defensive player of all time? I don't want to go that far, but um, an interesting game. Do I think the Rams can go back? I I, I can't see how the Rams are going to bring all those guys back. I, I just can't. Definitely, definitely not to work on. Um, it could be one of those situations where you have to make it. A difficult decision. Who do you want more? Who do you want back more? And um, just on Odell, maybe Colin will come to in a minute. Like the Rams struggled in the second half for a large price of the game. I thought Odell going down the game was was significant because the Bengals played so well defensively in the second half. But a lot of that was down to the fact that some of the players they were dealing with were they were very ineffective. And Jefferson, who's who I thought would have had a bit of a better game, which he did. Beckham had fifty three yards in the middle of the second quarter, and you know the way he was going. At the rate he was going, he was probably going to hit 80, 90. Um, like, I know, not from a better respect, but he was 63 on the line. He was already at 53 in the middle of the second quarter. He was getting free. He had that one 25-yard. He obviously had the touchdown. It looked like he was clearly a player they couldn't manage. And for him to get that such a serious injury, it's, look, he's got the ring, but he's got an injury now to contend with. And that makes it difficult to see whether they'll bring him back because there's a lot of unknown now with an ACL. Again, it's... He's had a lot of serious injuries in his career, so will they take a punt on him? He might find he might get more money elsewhere. Call me happy, Bob Miller got a ring as well, and like he he he's he's another guy that needs to come back and sign a contract, and it's gonna well, be an interesting by, off season. By the sounds of things, Van talked. It seemed during the week that he's very eager to return, and you heard um, Sean McVay and Darren Donald talk about running it back. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Van certainly seemed delighted, and given that. You know, he has been involved in the, the two Super Bowls where quarterbacks have uh, taken the, the the most hits. That is a, a testament, I think, to to him and in, in the playoffs and shows that, you know, um, the Broncos just weren't able to offer in playoff football. But when you can, uh, it's there. So, it, it, look, 
there there's a lot of teams that we'll probably talk about it in a little while have to figure stuff out around the cap but this is what happens every every year and and they find ways to to do it um I, I am intrigued to see I, around the Bengals because I do think Burrow is a fantastic QB. We know he was playing as well hurt, but um, I saw a stat during the week that said each of the last 16 QBs to lose in their Super Bowl debut never made it back to, to the big game. Uh, and there were there were a limited number of, of guys who who have uh, made, made it back, uh, I think, um, the, so it, it's it's about a handful, but the last sixteen haven't. So Burrow has to to break that streak. He he's capable of doing it, but the Bengals need to have, I think, the sort of free agency and drafting that they had last year. They really need to to build around him. Now they have the the cap space to do it, so it will be interesting to see for for them this off season how they look to you know sort out that line whilst perhaps giving him, um, you know, one or two um, additional weapons. Michael, I know you love to, to go with your friend's statement from the in-between, but me and Colm did make some Bengals friends on our journey last weekend, and we, we've been in touch with them this week, and one of them said, unless they fix that offensive line, they will not be back. He was very clear and precise about that. And I just want to make one comment on the referees. But the Bengals only got called for 31 yards on four plays in the game. The referees were very clear. It was very evident from throughout the game that the referees didn't want to be the ones making decisions that were going to result in how the game went. Um, the T. Higgins touchdown, I mean, I, I, Ramsey didn't have the best of games, but, I mean, that was a clear face mask. If ever was a face mask, in the, face mask in the NFL, that was it. And then where it looked like the referees weren't showing any flags, on the last try, there was three flags. There was obviously offsetting penalties on that, that touchdown where, there was a helmet and then obviously it was a hole, but the two for like the Bengals fans this week are irate because it looked like a game where the referees weren't going to get involved and in, in the end they did. One, I'd say yes, one was a dubious call, as I've already said, but then the touchdown was a dubious one as well. So you you you, you get some, you, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Yeah, yeah and if, it like, if, if you look at the stats, if you look at the Bengals offensive stats, I mean, and don't look at the final score. I mean, like, I don't know how. I mean, obviously, they were in the lead for a proportion of that second half, and they didn't win the game. And obviously, a huge congrats to, to the NRMs that have. And, you know, Cronky bet the house, and Cronky came up big, and now they're going to try and keep that talent and keep that offensive defense together and see can they make another run of it. I think they're definitely in an easier conference than they are in the Bengals. Uh, there's a few comments here just for a start. Ian says, um, Welcome back, chaps. Thank you, Ian. Graham O'Hare says, I want the beer bottle. Um, well, look, I, I, look, we'll see the crack. I have not got down to the post office yet. I haven't really left the house since I got back, boys. All red in the face. There's a few other comments here. Uh, first off from Fred saying, welcome home, boys. Hope the week was brilliant for you all. Favorite part. So what was your favorite part besides the game? Before we answer that, if you have got a comment, type in Irish NFL show on YouTube or type it in on Twitter. And we will try and comment back or put it on the show as soon as possible. I'm screenshotting the shots on Twitter because they don't pop up. Uh, favorite part apart from the game, column for me, it was. Um, I'll come back. It was what? I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking. <laughs> there was just there was just so many favorite points. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I sure. thought you were going to jump in there, Brian. No, no, you go ahead, Colin. Go ahead. Um, I th think there there are a number of probably different uh, parts to it. On, on a personal level, the opportunity to shake hands with uh, Jake the Snake Plumber, 
a guy who uh, gave me plenty of excitement as a, as a Broncos fans in some lean years was uh, definitely a personal highlight. But also, I thought the, the, the Bengals and did a really good job in terms of the media setup on, on their media day, the opportunity to, to chat to, to the players, and they were so willing to, to engage and kind of generous with their time. And I'm sure they heard some of the same questions over and over again. Um, but you did hear uh, Zach Taylor also give a, a shout out to Nebraska, who will obviously be heading to Dublin in August. So that was, uh, I think, one of the parts that that really stood out. It probably wasn't picked up at home for those who watched the press, the sorry, the media days on Friday. But we we recognised when we got back to the hotel that evening was um, how different both media days were, and we were had to we were obviously in a situation where we had to make a decision. What was the right one to go to because the times were conflicting and we went with the Bengals one and it was definitely the right decision because as columns in other we got you know we got close and we got an opportunity to really talk to them in great detail where when you watch the rounds one later on that evening there seemed to be quite a space between the media people and the players so we were very much on top of the players and got a great opportunity that was a, that was a highlight um and there was a great social aspect to it the whole weekend because obviously all the media people were there and we got we were fortunate on friday night to be invited to Universal Studios tonight, and it was a great opportunity for us to meet other people who who we've reached out to throughout the years and throughout the year on the show, and like we've met people like uh, your friend from well, your former Buffalo Bills friend, Michael. Effie. Well, we've we've we, we've got a picture of us and Effie, but I'm, I'm not going to put it up. But I will publicly say on the show that Brian O'Leary tried to convince Effie Obata uh, to go to the Giants. Uh, which was good crack here. FA was great crack. He, he was a gentleman was, yeah. in person. He's a yeah, beast. I, I must have FA flew back that night. FA flew back on the next flight after that. Know, he was yeah. doing on BBC on Sunday night, which is even yeah. more crazy. So, uh, so fair play. I was going to use a media day, or sorry, not not, not the media day. The, the media party is mine because I literally, uh, I, I flew in, and yeah. then went straight to that there. But uh, do you know what? I actually found uh, the most enjoyable part of the game was the. The, the show on Saturday, but not just the show, but getting through two or three hours because literally it was like 35 degrees. But then the guys at the end, Dave, Tim, Joseph, the whole CBS team were, were fantastic. They had a barbecue at the end and everything. And uh, fair, fair play to them. It was, it was fantastic. And David has sent through a few pictures as well. So uh, it's, it, it's, yeah, been, yeah. Sorry, I missed it there. Fun. I should have called that out as well. The CBS crew on Saturday morning, LA time, who looked after us. Like it wasn't just about the meeting up, it was about coming, collecting us, bringing us there. The aftermath, everything that went with it was absolutely fantastic. They seemed to really thoroughly enjoy it, and they they were blown away by our level of knowledge on the NFL, which is great to see that side of the, of, of the world that they recognise that what we do is really good. There's a few comments uh, about Jimmy G, and we will come back to that in a bit. We're just, we'll stand Super Bowl now, and then we'll maybe go go around in the carousel because we've got a lot a lot of time to talk about these sort of guys. Really appreciate the comments, folks, as well. The one thing that I wanted to say was whenever. Uh, Brian, I, I know Colm, you were with me, uh, and Brian, I was telling you about this. In Santa Monica on the Saturday night, there was a big Rams tailgate. And for anyone that isn't aware, so Santa Monica is like maybe 25 miles outside LA. And half the street was a Rams tailgate. And the other half, the night before Super Bowl, was the Chargers tailgate. The Chargers who hadn't played since January, first week in January, and aren't playing again until the first week in September, were having a tailgate the night before the Super Bowl. Granted, there wasn't that many people there, but I just thought it was strange. That was the one thing I will say, and I'll, I'll, I'll openly say it. It was a 70-30 crowd in the stadium. Uh, when, when the Rams won, 
it was maybe there was maybe 25 30,000 people there if we're lucky and you've seen the parade um clearly there's, there's a lot of work to do there for for the for the Cronky family for, for the Rams but look fair play that you know they won it and they've done very well there but it's going to take time LA uh, column seems to be a bit of a Lakers town or a Dodgers town yeah, I, I thought it was a smart move by the Chargers, to be honest, out, uh, out recruiting. And uh, if my team had a quarterback like Justin Herbert, I'd be recruiting in the, the offseason as well, because that's a team that could go make a deep playoff run next year. Uh, you would have to, to say, yeah, it was certainly more Bengals fans. Uh, look, in, in fairness to the Rams, and given what happened with the, the city that they left, maybe it's, uh, it's understandable that they're potentially um some um bittersweet moments for for those fans but stan and his his buddies who um are buying up inglewood uh will definitely want to build up the support base for their franchises inglewood there's a brian there's a question in here from neil logan saying will sean mcveigh return there's a meme going around on instagram where he's drinking a glass of wine he's saying he'll be back but like it wasn't a video saying he's gonna do it I think his fiance has also said he's coming back. I'm surprised at this conversation going going around. I mean, he's only 26 years of age, and even on the show last week, we were talking about they were saying about the number of head coaches that are doing so well on the back of him. I mean, and, and we said at that stage he hasn't even won a Super Bowl. Well, he hasn't now. But if he was to walk away for now at 26, he's won a Super Bowl. But in five or six years, would you look back and say, "Oh, Sean McVay, he was a fantastic head coach." He needs to cement his legacy now and get this team back. I mean, I know there's a lot to work on in terms of contracts and players. But it's like like any other season, they've got such a nucleus there of good players that even if three or four were to move on, they'll, they'll bring in other players and they should be back challenging next year in what is a very competitive division. I'd be stunned. Look, it looks like he's coming back, but I'd be stunned if, even if, without even hearing the comments that have gone on this week, if he wasn't to come back. Sure, why wouldn't he want to come back? What else is he going to do it? 36, go and work in the media? No, he's got to come back and prove that this team is worthy of being the champions and come back again and have a right good go at it. There is an argument, Colin, that you know he's 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 won it all. He can't do any. I mean, obviously he can go win more, go win more, but he's reached the pinnacle. And maybe for him, maybe he's financially comfortable. Uh, he's got his wife at the house. He's in LA. You know, maybe there is that temptation because they don't have a first round draft pick to what twenty twenty four. There, there's a lot of work there, and I, I agree with you, Brian. Like, and I, I look, I, I think I think he'd be back, but I can see why. The conversation started but there's been a lot of conversations that have started online in the last couple of weeks for example um patrick mahomes tonight and his his, his fiance and brother he's had to come out and deny that so there's a lot of there's a lot of rubbish being talked so who knows who started the whole mcveigh thing but i know it wasn't a presser and stuff but column uh, you wouldn't blame him for walking away if he did it, it is silly season, right? Uh, absolutely. We've seen the story about Mahomes that you mentioned, stories about Brady and, and BA and Brady coming out of retirement. And there's an awful lot of stuff that, that you, you hear, especially at this time of year. I think for, in, in terms of being a head coach, it is obviously uh, at tw- almost a 24-7, 365 job because you're on constantly. And you know, there, there's a lot of emotional investment and, and physical in, investment that goes into it. And when you see the, you know, say Tony Romo getting paid probably twice, if not three times what Sean McVay gets, uh, I think maybe that's where some of these stories potentially come from. It, a lot probably comes down to, and also the fact that Sean Payton walked away 
from the the Saints. So maybe people looking at that. But no, I think by all accounts, by going by as Brian said, his fiance is post. He certainly will be coming back. And I mean, if he's had the conversations with the with the guys with Stafford, um, with Aaron Donald. Yvonne, you know, potentially they've had talks and Vaughn said he'll take a haircut. I can see uh, the the lure to, to come back. Yeah, sure, you, you won it once, but you want your your legacy, I suppose, to uh, the opportunity to, to defend it. But yeah, if somebody dangled, you know, three times your salary at you and said you can, you know, do a tenth of the work for three times the money, I, I'm sure there would be people that would say, know why why not is this is this worth everything but i can understand given the players at his disposal and the opportunity to continue to work with aaron donald i i think uh you'll see sean mcveigh back yeah fred has caught the comments and colin pretty much has nailed it um i mean there's a there's a lot of ploys being played here you know agents getting involved and saying look he's been offered this you know significant salary by one of the tv broadcasters what are you going to do he's just winning a super bowl so i'm sure Okay, he's gonna gonna pay up at some stage, and he probably have to pay up on Aaron Donald as well because he's yeah he's on a he's on an eighty million a year, which is astronomical in your world. But in his world, he's probably thinking he's worthy of a lot more. And then you get into salary cap permutations and how they figure all that out. But if other players are gonna take a haircut, because I suppose there's other players out there that would say, "I've maybe money. I want to stay here and try challenge for another Super Bowl." Well, I mean, it's fortunate he got the move when he did, and he's got a Super Bowl in Beckham. It's fortunate that he got. He got picked up at the right time and he's got his ring. So I'm sure that guys will be looking, those guys will be looking to get back. Why would he want to go anywhere else at this stage? Matthew Stafford finally getting his ring as well after he done his time in, in Detroit. Uh, Fred also asking you for a follow there on Twitter call. I'm sure you can help him out with that. And then he's also asking me, In-N-Out Burger. Did we all get In-N-Out Burger? I, I got it on Monday. When it, just whenever he's all that, I call him. I know you did, Brian. Did you get a chance to go to this uh, establishment, In-N-Out Burger? No, I didn't. No, no. I was uh, I was focusing on other uh, retail outlets during a few days, <laughs> as Colin knows well. <laughs> it's uh, it's worth the hype, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I was impressed, and I went in a bit like Brian there, or a bit like somebody else going like, it was worth the hype. Um, but yeah, man, the Rams have won the Super Bowl. The Rams have the Rams have beaten the Bengals, and it was um, an honor to be in SoFi last week. An honor to meet everyone that we've run into. Um, genuinely, and it, it really only hit me during the game last week that we were actually there. Um, and just thanks to everyone for the support. And I'm sure we'll recap on it a lot over the next few weeks and months. Uh, but just, just for looking ahead, uh, we've got free agency coming up around Paddy's Day. We've got the NFL draft, which is on in Vegas on the 28th of April. Schedule release, you're talking two or three weeks after that. There, it'll be a mess sometime. The Hall of Fame game is on a Thursday night, it's the 4th of August. The kickoff is. Uh, September the 8th, and apparently Brian's taking us all to LA for that one, uh, going by his comment the other day. The London games, uh, TBC, the Germany game, as far as I am aware, it's in November. That's still TBC officially. Do not book your flights yet, please, to Munich. And the Super Bowl next year is on my wife's birthday on February 12th, 2023. We do have a comment, and I want to go into this very quickly, uh, about the halftime show. Now, I went back when I was in Heathrow on Tuesday, and I watched the show voice 50 cent like uh, mark cockrell i wish he was here like i i completely freaked out but i call him i loved it and and mr dre left everything on his uh he left everything in that stadium but i can understand people if you don't like r&b music or hip-hop music you're not gonna like it yeah 
Yeah, but that's the that's going to be every halftime show. I mean, every halftime Country show kind of d- d- divides opinions. So, uh, I I thought it was an exception exceptional show. Uh, thought it, uh, you know, between Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J, you you had uh, you had something for for a lot of a lot of people, and um, you know, I suppose Snoop and and Dre kind of uh, so synonymous um with uh with the the west coast so i thought the it was uh, a brilliant job by the the nfl and really fitting for the the city and uh worked uh, worked really well but look i i equally i saw somebody on twitter said it wasn't even in the top 25 super bowl halftime shows so to each their peach brian did you enjoy it i did I was winding color up and I didn't, but I did. But I oh, do. okay, okay. But I do. I would go as far as to say it's. I wasn't blown away by it, but like the way it was kind of put out there on Twitter was the best ever I've seen. I've enjoyed other halftime shows, but again, Colin was called on it. Depends what your where taste of music is. Um, as a show, as a spectacle, I enjoyed it. Um, Lamar, like that, to be honest, I didn't even know who that man was. So they know what's to be who he was. <laughs> Never even heard of him. So, but the others, I really enjoyed and. Uh, it was um it was look, we were there, it was fantastic. You know. I've watched it back yeah, like, three, three or four times now. I watched it back. As a 30-year-old that would enjoy various types of music before we go to the next conversation here, I actually thought Kendrick Lamar, like I thought he let the, the rest of us all down personally. I just didn't I, didn't, I, 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 I didn't get it. I actually forgot uh, he was on it. Sorry, when I watched it back, I forgot he was on it because it was such a non-event within the show compared to everybody else. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing who's going to be in Arizona next year. I would put money on the Killers or Imagine Dragons the year it's in Vegas in two years' time. But sure, look, we'll, we'll, we'll find out whenever we're out in Vegas, if we're all allowed to go to Vegas. Uh, there is a comment also asking about, uh, it's at the bottom of the screen, the tickets in August, because this game in August, whether you're in the college football or not, is the next uh, NCAA or NFL game in the world. So we've got the next game. Uh, March, we're apparently... February, March time, it'll all be on our Twitter account. You'll hopefully, if you don't get first access to it, you'll be very quick to get it anyway on, on, on our Twitter account. And yeah, just just before I guess we move on for the Super Bowl, because we've been talking about it for half an hour, just thanks again to everyone for their uh, incredible support last weekend. It was great crack. We well, I I'm sure I'm sure the rest of the boys do, but I, I mean, we, we all genuinely are aware of how lucky we were last weekend. Uh, I regret not bringing a carry or Tyrone top in for social media. Uh, and it was great to see some of the, I think seen a few boys from Calvin, Monaghan, uh, Wexford, and also Tip in the stadium last week. So a lot of boys going on. And finally, the one thing I'll say before I let these boys maybe wrap it up, um, I, I nearly cried when The Rock came on, boys. I was, that was just unbelievable. Like, I know people thought, some people were saying it was cringy and corny. No, I, I loved it. I thought it was perfect. And I loved, uh, I watched Inside the NFL on Wednesday and seen, seen the players' reactions. Zach Taylor was standing like this, like, like come on, like <laughs> whenever he came on, it was, but like he he should do it every year. I'm surprised Buffer didn't do it though, Colin. Uh, I th- I think I liked Joe Burrow saying he was a fan of the Rock's shoes. Uh, what what I am fascinated by already is you know when when we looked at it, you could have predicted potentially the Rams for this this year. 
but when you you know the Bengals so I there will always be a surprise if not in the the Super Bowl then I think in one of the conference games so I'm already intrigued to see what 2022 is going to bring us it just wets the appetite for next year and that's unfortunately for us NFL fans that we have to wait so long till September and I know we've got so much to go through free agency the draft the schedule then you hit June and nothing happens for a while. So, you know, to be at the game, we can't thank everybody enough who's helped us along the way, everybody who watched the show and everybody who did a lot to get us there and, to, you know, to be there inside the stadium and, and then obviously the CBS work on Saturday. So, fantastic. And it, it really, look, it capped off a great season. You know, we're now into the off season, but it capped off a great season for the show as a whole. And I think everybody should, should take kudos for what's happened. I have the winner of the jersey competition. If everybody's happy for me to announce that, is that absolutely yeah. advice to announce this live? Unless, uh, unless, it's, unless it's a Patriots winner, <laughs> <laughs> there is a boy from like Antrim that won it and he won the Mac Jones jersey beforehand. So, congratulations! I can't remember, like, his name's evaded me. I should know his name and I don't. Uh, America's, America's, America's a few Mac Jones jerseys, he does. And let's see if they're still worth anything this time next year. Uh, Niall Diamond at Balahi Blue. Now, I think he's a dairy man, so we'll not hold that against him. But uh, Niall, uh, fair play to you, mate. You've won a jersey of your choice up to £100. Because if he's in dairy, up, up to £100, no more, please. Uh, I'm going to mess him. But uh, congrats. Uh, congrats to, I forgot his name already. Congrats to, 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 to Niall. Niall, you're a diamond, mate. Thanks for your support. And uh, I will be in touch, if not tonight. It's not Neil Diamond, no? It's not Neil Diamond. It's Niall Diamond from Balahi uh, in Derry. And he loves the hurling as well. So we're not buying you a hurling jersey. Hope to have a couple of hurlers on in the offseason as well, Colin. We'll, uh, I'm loving the, I'm loving the uh, selection tonight, Colin, the, the shirt. Yeah, well, you know, I have uh, I have standards to uphold. Yes, sir. Uh, right, I, I know we're going to get into a few, <laughs> a few different topics here now. Uh I'll start off very quickly because we sort of talked about the Super Bowl there. Uh, Brian, Zach Taylor, 2026. Um, do you think it's smart of the Bengals to get him, I guess, signed, like literally coming off the plane in Cincinnati? And look, the Cincinnati ones have more crack after the uh, after the game and the Rams fans did. I mean, we, we were chatting the boys, chatting to Kenny and, and the lads, but uh, Zach Taylor is is all signed up 20, 2026. Uh, good deal or bad deal? I think it's, look, it's a good deal, and I think the deal was done before the Super Bowl because it, for that to be wrapped up so quickly, I think it was a formality and it was pretty much written up and ready to, to be signed one way or the other. Look, they wanted a long-term stability, and they've got that. And for a head coach, had only won six games going into the season. He's he's certainly proven his worth. And look, we were fortunate to meet him last week. He looks like a really good guy and a classy guy, and he has that team all playing for him. And it's evident, in fact, how the game ended because they got the ball at the end and they didn't do Enough, I would say, is I don't want to get too worried back to the game. Like, it's play calling at time and the first drive and the last drive for second and one on the last drive in 54 seconds and two timeouts, needing 15 yards. And he throws the ball, he caused three throw plays. But look, overall, he's had a great season and he's a good head coach. And there's many of him in the league that would happily take him as their head coach. And um, we did miss one more thing. Sorry, I know the celebrations we discussed and we were a bit taken back by the lack of Browns fans. It seemed to have got busier as the week went on. Matthew Stafford uh, didn't seem too keen to uh, help that poor lady who fell over the uh, cliff, shall we say, and has 
has some severe injuries. I know the Stafford family have since come out saying they're going to pay the think, pay the I bills, think, but it, it was there, very there's, much. There's a big yeah, there's a big mess, and look, they're going to take care of it. Um, it wasn't a good look. That's probably that. It was like no, but I think duty. she did, she didn't have a good look in some of her former tweets either. So uh, I think it's it's just an unfortunate interlude to the uh, the Super Bowl, but uh, they're stumping up, and I think they to sort it out now anyway. Yeah, 50k and a GoFundMe as well, as well. So hopefully everybody's okay in that situation. Big party in LA. I think there was more to Tyrone All Ireland celebration, which was hampered due to COVID. I'm joking, there was nobody there. But look, everyone enjoyed themselves. I know there's a lot of Rams fans uh, in, in Ireland, and there's obviously Rams NI, Rams UK. So every, everyone's buzzing. So congrats, boys. Uh, Jimmy G, somebody, people, like three people have asked about Jimmy G. Is there something going on with Jimmy G this week, boys, that we should know about, or what's the crack? Uh, I'm going to come out and say it. I think Jimmy G will be traded to a team in the AFC in the next month. And I'm not going to say what team, but I, I don't think he'll be in San Francisco come, come September. Uh, what's your thoughts? He definitely won't be in, in San Francisco. I mean, he, he basically gave, he did his... Um, his kind of um, his farewell press conference was uh, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, the the question really is when when does he go, um, and uh, who who does he go to? But you can't give up what they gave up for Lance and and not play him. And remember, I mean, Lance played a couple of games last year, but Lance essentially missed has not really played for two years now. So you can't sit him again next year. So um, they're they're going to have to to move on. GBG, I think the the cap hit is about twenty five, twenty six, or or thereabouts. So you're you're looking at somebody. Somebody will will roll the dice on him. It's you know they'll believe that um, he is serviceable enough, and I suppose it depends on you know you're you're taking on potentially one year. So if there's a team that feels that maybe their draft position isn't going to allow them to take a QB this year, or they feel this draft class isn't particularly strong when it comes to QBs, um, but yet you you feel that you've enough to potentially compete, maybe you you roll the the dice on it. Um, I think. I think you win in spite of of Jimmy G rather than because of Jimmy G. So I'm very interested to to see um, who will be willing to to take a, a risk on him. But we are going to have a something of a, a QB carousel because obviously you have a lot of QB needy uh, teams. Given Brady's retirement and um, Big Ben's retirement and you know the the situation in in denver obviously being as it is so you've got lots of teams looking for a quarterback and there certainly aren't say 32 starting caliber qbs so uh it's going to definitely be a game of musical chairs over the next few weeks brian i looked at the uh draft prospects on uh on thursday looked at a couple of ones that maybe we hopefully that we might get a chance to chat to over the next few months i mean there's not many quarterbacks there is there if, if you're there's, genuinely there's, looking for one in the draft there's three there and in other years you'd, you'd say neither none of them would go in the first round but like me and colin discussed it last week over there we felt that someone will take a will take a swing at it because 
they'll probably think there's a, a huge upside to the likes of Kenny Pickett coming out of Pittsburgh. And mm. I've even seen now today mock drafts where he's been, he's in the top 15. I've seen a few with the Broncos taking him. So someone's going to take a swing at them. From the 49ers point of view, I think they'll try to hold for as long as they can because I think what will happen is they get to near draft period. And these teams will have done their homework on these guys coming out and if they don't feel they're up to it, then someone will make that push for Jimmy G. And the 49ers will probably think the nearer the draft, the more likely we get a higher pick because people will get desperate and panic, hit the panic button. Um, there's an interesting article coming out this evening, and we spoke to Ron Rivera last weekend, and he pretty much called out that it's a, as we keep saying, it's a QB league, and you need to have a really efficient quarterback. There's a serious conversation going on about them making a real strong push to get Russell Wilson, which is floating around today. But look, we're gonna we're, we had this last year with numerous quarterbacks and. We're probably going to have it again because what's happened with Brady retiring and the the impact of that and where the books go from here and Conor Murray over the past few days has been kind of snippets of information coming out that he's not happy there and they're very much saying is it a Cliff Kingsbury situation? Who wins out there? Is it him or Conor Murray? And who would the Cardinals rather have in the long run? But I think the Cards have committed to Cliff, so will Murray be on the move? You know, things don't seem to be right there either. So I think we're probably in for even more impactful offseason in terms of quarterbacks than we were last year and i thought last year was quite fascinating despite the fact that the, the deals didn't come to come to fruition like we talked to when we spoke about wilson watson and obviously rogers and now it looks like rogers may potentially even sign a contract soon enough to take some completely out of picture just today they brought back a quarterback the new quarterback coach is someone who has a great relationship with and you'd have to think they're doing that as a you know, a bargain chip to say, look, we've, we're trying to do everything we can to keep you. So, sign that contract. Fifty-four million over two years. Significant. Aaron Rodgers has uh, changed his personal life as well this week. His uh, his links yeah. to Boulder, yeah. Colorado, have uh, now decreased. Uh, I I don't think I don't think Rodgers will leave personally, but we'll we'll talk about him even I guess down the stretch. Seen seen an interesting one because obviously the Patriots need picks. I've seen a scenario where the 49ers received the Patriots' twenty twenty two round one pick, the Steelers received Jimmy G. And the Patriots receive uh, one, two, three picks in the 2022 and 2023 draft from both the 49ers and the Steelers collectively. Seeing Jimmy Garoppolo go to Pittsburgh um, may happen, may not happen, but we're in silly season. And free agency, as we said, still opens on the, uh, well, free agency opens on the 16th. It's going to be interesting to see when these trades start, uh, you know, what dominoes do fall first, Colin, because this this as brian said this jimmy g one could just go on and go on and go on well the the other one that is the carson wentz situation and Oof. i think the the carson wentz situation is the way highlights the way in which the league has gone um outside of certain teams but most teams now you realize very quickly within the first year or so what you have in a qb and people have pointed josh allen well josh allen led the bills to the playoffs in, in his second year and was an incredible rusher he wasn't as bad as some people would have you believe that he took this um you know like jump out of nowhere in his third year uh, i think that the Colts realized that you know they're not going to win with Carson Wentz, and they're they're looking to move on from him. But again, if they do move on from Wentz, who who do they bring in there to to try to allow them to to get to the playoffs and to make a run at it? I think everyone is essentially looking to get to the dance because once you get to the dance, any anything can happen. I mean, again, the the Forty Niners with Jimmy G, 
potentially a dropped interception away from the the Super Bowl. And if they got there, who knows? But uh, it, it's very interesting that Wentz goes from a guy who, you know, was playing at an MVP level up until that injury and then Foles comes in and then it just all fall, falls uh, apart. But now teams, I think, realize. So it's uh, very, very uh, interesting to, to see that, that uh, Frank Wright, brought him in they obviously gave up a lot for him but by the sounds of things uh from the the people up there in um indianapolis it doesn't sound like carson Wentz is going to be back there so that's another team looking for uh, a qb um the the raiders by all accounts mcdaniels um, is a big fan of, of Derek Carr, and they may look uh to get uh, a couple of years of an extension done there uh, so the Raiders might be uh, out on uh, a QB having the, the talks that they might be in, in on one. So, yeah, this situation, I suppose, around QBs is going to, to be really, really interesting. Um, I, I if, if I'm the Seahawks, though, around Russell Wilson and your head coach is 70, I, like, why, why would you trade Russell Wilson? Why would you want, like, for Pete Carroll as well, why is he going to want to rebuild given, you know, what's out there currently? It doesn't make a lot of sense. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd i be surprised if Rodgers was to leave the Packers. I think he might be very satisfied with winning the power struggle there and uh, kind of saying, you know, I, I told you so. And I think the fact that Jordan Love had to, play a, a game and a half uh, this season only strengthened Aaron Rodgers' hand. Yeah, maybe, maybe look a bit more at Aaron Rodgers next week uh, and sort of see the crack. Brian, uh, the whole Carson Wentz thing isn't that surprising. If you look at Jim Mercer's Twitter account, I mean, uh, the two days after he got beat, he was livid. Like, the man was a man possessed. Many, and rightly, rightly so, because they lost to a very poor Jacks team. And like Colm said about getting to the dance, they were one game away from being in the dance. So, for him to give up on Carson Wentz now, to me, is a bit bit of a shock, to be honest. I know he, he hadn't he didn't have the best season, but they've no first round pick, they've no third round pick. So where are you gonna get a quarterback? You know, they don't have the collateral to go after anybody. So they're gonna run it back with this with the rookie and give him his opportunity. Maybe it'll be the best thing they ever done. Get him on a three or four year deal and he, he's good enough to take this team forward. But they were here only one game out from being in the playoffs. And three weeks before that, they'd beaten the Patriots, they'd gone into the Cardinals and won. Everybody felt that this team was an explosive team going in the right direction. So and he was the quarterback. So it's a bit of I found it a bit surprising that they were going to go that route. So I don't mean to stream back too much on Jimmy G. I think another reason why the Fortnite will hold out as long as possible. They've given up a lot of picks to get up that get up the chain last year to get trade ons. They need to get some stuff back to allow them to be competitive in this draft. Dermot Tobin saying Jimmy G improves about 16 to 17 teams through the West. So it'll be interesting to see what the Niners get for him. We've got a comment from Paul Murphy. Murph Murph. Uh, and saying that because I'm loading the comment, just trying to waste time. Uh, which team with a losing record this season is best place to do a Bengals and achieve success next year? It's now called the Bengals. Colin, I'm going to put you in the spot. Go and don't say Denver. Go. <laughs> with, with, a, with a losing record, who is um, be, best place? That's, oh, the, with a losing record's uh, an, an interesting one. Um because I I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say because they had a losing record potentially the Ravens because they had such um, an injury ravaged year last year probably more injury ravaged than any team I, I've ever seen and the, the Broncos have had injuries but nothing like the the Ravens have, have had um, 
the Lamar missed games, their top cornerbacks, all their entire running back room was gone. Defensive line, O line. Uh, they've made some changes, obviously, uh, there as well. But I think with Harbaugh there, they will always be competitive. And um, I think the Steelers obviously have a situation where they've got to get their QB figured out. The Browns, I don't think all is well there. And um, the fact that, you know, some of their players even kind of were delighted about OBJ tells its own story. So I'm going to say the the Ravens could um, potentially, if, if, I'm, if I'm totally on the spot, being unprepared, they're a team uh, who could, uh, you know, turn it around. But I don't think that's quite like the Bengals who you know had won four games the year prior it's a very tricky one bearing one who hadn't not had a lot of time to go through it i'd probably lean seattle i think Pete Carroll isn't done yet they've had a difficult year they had a lot of injuries uh, russell wilson had his injury missed four or five games as well where essentially the season was over with so if he had played in those games you'd wonder how many of them they would have won and when he came back from injury he lost a couple of games on on the run where he really wasn't up to because of the injuries so i would expect them to come back next season i know they haven't got a fourth round pick because they're giving that to the jets but be interested to see what detroit do in free agency but um i would think seattle would be back challenging next year i was going to go down the browns route but it is a tricky one precarious one because that division is so stacked so i'll, I'll, I'll lean seattle Colin mentioned about three teams there, so i i, I don't want to say the houston texans because i don't want to start triggering week one sort of vibes here uh well lovey smith coming in he, he understands what it's going to take to win in, in, in that division. He understands that they have to build a really, really tough defense and get a quarterback. And if they do that, it's going to take more than a year to do that. But if they do that, you never know. Uh, before I put mine in, 49ers Ireland saying you take a top 50 pick in the draft for Jimmy G. Woof! Uh, top 15 pick? You, you, top, you, top 50. You, top, top 50. Oh, uh, I'm going to say the 7 and 10 Atlanta Falcons. I was going to say the Vikings, who we're going to talk about next to some Irishman's the new manager. Uh, the, the, the new head coach O'Donnell I'm, I'm joking uh, 7 and 10 now was speaking to D Orlando the other night and apparently Arthur Blank is open to returning to London again only as the away team in, in the near future they, they obviously don't want to give up home game which is obvious but uh, Falcons seem to enjoy that market how was Matt Ryan now boys 35 next year I want to say, is he around? I don't even know if he if he is that that age. Uh, Matt Ryan played reasonably well last year. Yeah, um, Matt Ryan, Cordell Patterson. If he if Kyle Pitts can score more touchdowns, if they if they can get another wide receiver and build that defense up, there's no reason why they can't make a run. Like, look at their division. Seriously, look at the division that they're in now. Like, like the Falcons have a chance. Uh, going on the Vikings, boys. Uh, the Vikings obviously finished eight and nine last season, and they now have got Kevin O'Connell. He was with the Rams, and he's part of that lovely coaching tree of Sean McVay. Uh, call him any relation? Uh, well, that's definitely a monster name. Uh, so I, I would say that his uh, his relatives le uh, left from Cork, Kerry, or Clare is going to be my guess, and. Um, I, I think for the, the Vikings, yeah, the Kirk Cousins question is another another QB who there's been some talk about just purely on the, the cap hit because Cousins is an interesting one because he 
played reasonably well last year. Um, but it was the the defense ultimately that let them down. I'm I'm really interested to see what they do there. Uh, Florio will tell you that they're constantly in purple purgatory, uh, never good enough to to really do do anything in the the playoffs, and uh, never bad enough to allow themselves to get a, a franchise QB. Uh, obviously, he's come across a, a guy with a, a big reputation from the the Rams, and uh, they they have. If they decide to keep the the rumors were that in his interview he said that he had a, a plan for uh, Cousins and and Jefferson. So I I'm gonna say um, you know it will be it will be interesting to to see you know what they do there. Um, you know, can Dalvin Cook continue to produce? We know that at a certain point in this league, it tends to fall off uh, for running back. So uh, that's a, a very interesting one up in the Great White North. It's the common team of what we've seen throughout this, well, the offseason for everyone else except the teams in the playoffs, which is the new head coaches are predominantly offensive coordinators moving from one team to another. And this one seemed to be a formality for the past fortnight. Obviously, it couldn't be confirmed. But yeah, it doesn't come as a surprise that they've gone for a fresher, younger, you know, more kind of expansive offensive type of guy because they felt in the end that it just wasn't working with Zimmer. And, you know, I did think for a while they might go defense because their defense was struggled for large parts, but then they got it back and they got it back together last year. So look, it'll be interesting to see. I just don't see how they can move cousins because similar to Matt Ryan, I think Matt Ryan, they'd be on the hook for 40 odd million and Matt Ryan is 36, but still probably given enough production that the Falcons will hang on for another year and I think the Cousins one is probably something more so for 12 months time because new coach 12 months with the quarterback he'll know by then if this is the right guy for him then obviously then they'll make a decision where to, where to go from here new GM as well you're, you're spot on uh yeah but like the situation being called to the Broncos this year give him a year yada 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 and then actually yeah. take it from there I mean your man O'Connell did I say is it O'Connell or O'Donnell I've literally embarrassed myself here now it's been a long week O'Donnell, O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell, potato, potato. Do you know what I mean? He, like, I, I he, he, back, he backed up uh, Tom Brady 11, 12, 10 or 11 years ago as quarterback. Mark, he Mark, was like, Mark's the man for this. He'd know all about him. Think about it. Like the week before the Super Bowl, he was interviewing virtually, and then he was at the game with us on Sunday, had a good few days. By the time we were all in LAX, he was traveling over to Minnesota. So he's, he's only getting in there. He only seen his office for the first time Wednesday. I watched the press conference. Um, I, I watched the press conference uh, yesterday, and I, I have to say, I wish I was. I mean, this in a nice way. Uh, the, the situation with the Vikings is going to depend on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and, and where they go this season. But uh, Jesus, boys, they're very optimistic in Minnesota, and fair, fair play to them. Uh, like, very, like, they seem to be on the right path there. Uh, Colin, do you want to shout out what you just sent me on, on a text there now? What, what you want to finish the show off with? I say that we have to give our way too early conference championship game picks uh, for uh, the twenty twenty two season. Do it for the crack. Do it for the crack. Go on, Colin. So you can start us. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say in that in the AFC, I'm gonna say that it will be the Chargers against the Bills. Uh, I I think uh, Staley will surely improve a little bit in his second season in terms of that defense given how bad they were against the run and i, I think herbert is is outstanding um 
Also, I, I mean, talk about silly season. Is it silly season? A lot of stories in Kansas this week around Eric Bieniemy, and uh, so that'll be interesting. And I think the Bills, having been the the bridesmaid uh, for for the last um, you know uh, couple of years and been a possession uh, away, I think that they um, will get to the the conference championship. Uh, in the the NFC, it's it's probably maybe even uh, a little bit tougher. Um, I, I think the the 49ers, um, I really like the team that they have there, and I think uh, Lance will um, will improve. Um, who who they'll play, I'm, I'm going to say that it's going to be the, the Packers because I think Aaron Rodgers uh, stays. So uh, that those are those are my conference uh, championship game picks for 2022, way too early and without free agency or the draft happening. Brian, Peter Davy is saying that Jimmy G might get a game in Kruger for the Dubs. Just put my there. The way things are going at the moment, we're playing oh. Mayo this weekend. It's not looking good. Could be getting relegated soon enough. Anyway, Bucks and Packers. I think the Bucks are going to make a trade during the offseason and get a quarterback in that will take the Bucks? team. They have a great team. Jesus. Who, who no, but like sorry, sorry. Who would you bring in? Like, like who, what would be the quarterback taking over the edge? Sean Watson. Oh, he could be he could be the, the leading uh he could be gone the last six weeks. If he gets cleared in the next few weeks, no matter what the cleared isn't the right word. If he gets his personal issues resolved, there's gonna be numerous teams going for him, and he's gonna have to pick a teams. And he's already come out by all accounts, and now he's doing the Russell Wilson saga where he's selecting the teams in which he wants to go to. The books are high up. Why wouldn't they be? Great defense, you know. Great, you know. They were they were close to going to the going on in the playoffs into the championship game. Didn't didn't materialize, but I think the Bucks will be back. So Bucks Packers, and I'll go with the Bills and the Patriots. The Patriots with Mac Jones a quarterback, yeah. You think they go to the championship? Mac Jones had a very efficient first year in the league, and I think he'll only get better for for. For that year, yeah, I mean, if you take steroids between now and September, he might be able to move his arms more. I'm, I'm only joking. That that that'll be interesting if if Bill gets if Bill can take Mac Jones and take him to that level, it'll be. I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing to you: Burrow got injured in week twelve last year, in his first year, and he didn't play for the rest of the season. He got the Super Bowl this year. Did you honestly, genuinely believe at the start of the season that the Burrow would be in the Super Bowl? No. So who? No, knows? but he's definitely more mobile than than Mac Jones is. Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning wasn't mobile. And it, I mean, the the oh, interesting okay. thing, I suppose, is is that it it genuinely is the second year where quarterbacks do tend to take off. Um, be that Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, it it is the the second year. So Mac Jones what is is definitely ahead ahead of the curve. I think the Patriots would have some pieces to add to to get there, but yeah. given that they have Belichick, if Mac Jones, if he can continue to progress. Who knows? Well, I'm, I'm, I love, before I give my picks, I love how nobody here has mentioned the Chiefs yet. I wonder, is there 35 million reasons why that is the case? Uh, right, let, let's start off with the AFC. I, I'm going to start off now by saying um, the Bills against the Titans in the AFC. I'm not going to go like the Browns column we got there. You've literally come back to the same championship game you picked this year. I think, I think, the Bills, I think, I think, I think the expectations there for both teams, I think yeah, next yeah, year as, fair, as well. Like. Fair. It, yeah. They have to do it, uh, and in the NFC, the Cardinals and the Rams. I think Sean McVay brings everybody back, and I think the Cardinals uh, are are going to make a run next year. 
uh, Kyler Murray, it's all bull. I have Instagram. I delete posts. I unfollow people. I mean, it it just depends on what, what day you wake up, what what the crack is. Uh, I want to make one more prediction. Mark Cockrell to appear in over to, to appear in over six point five shows next season. What's the, the Bengals won't be in the playoffs next year. I'll, I'll I'll make a prediction. I I think the Chiefs are going to be in trouble next year. I, financially, at the minute, they're in trouble. I think it's going to be interesting to see where they're at. A lot's going to depend on the division that they're in. Um. And the way that the other teams in the division play, I don't want to say they're going to. I, th- I think I think the Patriots missed playoffs this year, but I'm just putting it out there, and I don't want to because Mark's not on here. But, uh, <laughs> it's only February. Like I mean, no, so much, so many things can happen. The draft. I think we, I think we, did, I think we did this the very first Monday after last season. Well, I can't even remember. I, I, I'll, I'll have to go back and watch it. I, that's <laughs> no Mike more predictions Mc, about until Daniel we do the, kickoff. With the Dolphins, it will be really interesting to see, yeah, you sure. know, what what they can do. And and on the offensive side of things, they should improve. Can the defense, um, you know, it, it was up and down at times this year. When it was good, it was uh, outstanding. So I, I am, there will be a lot of really interesting storylines, I think. I have to say, though, Column is somebody that has struggled with, with, with like I've struggled with my faith for years, but to actually now see the resurrection and the return of the Messiah now occurs, for example, with, with Miami, it gives me faith in life and uh, it's, it's an exciting time. Um, and that was a joke for all the Michael, while, while you were having a bit team with the Chiefs, um, very interesting story came out last week, which you probably didn't read, which was they, they actually wanted Eric Bianami to get a job because they wanted to promote. Their quarterback coach to be the next offense coordinator, something that Andy Reid has wanted for some time, and it hasn't materialized because he's now the new Giants offense coordinator. So, interesting to see what he brings from his um, home stays to New York. So, who, who who's going to play who in Germany? Go, Colin. Um, I'm it's 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 tough to say like that that was the other thing from last week though like the NFL's commitment to growing the the sport internationally is enormous and they now have a real team in place and it was great to hear and also um, I don't know if everyone would have seen it but uh, the commitment to growing the international player program uh, and allowing specialist kickers and punters is really good news uh, for for people from Ireland so it's uh, great to hear that in terms of who plays there? Um, it's going to be, I imagine, one of the either the Patriots or the Chiefs. Um, it'll definitely be w- one of those. And uh, who who they will play? Uh, I think I think ro- roll the dice. But I I would say if the Patriots play this year, it'll be the Chiefs the next year or vice versa. No idea who they'll play. They Brian said. They said that it will be a definitely an NFC versus AFC game, and I believe it will be the Chiefs. And that base, I'm going to say, it's going to be the Chiefs and the Seahawks. I think I'm just, Arizona. I just quickly, I just quickly looked at the Chiefs schedule. I looked at the Patriots schedule there now. I think Arizona gave up an international game for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm taking Patriots way. Cardinals, and I think Germany will get a better game than any of the three London games, which and they deserve it. They had nearly double the amount of people to watch the Super Bowl in Germany than the UK. I'm not going to say you can because we don't know how many people watch it in Ireland. It hasn't been released. Um, there's no terrestrial broadcast in Ireland. Uh, but double the amount of people watch it in Germany. Fair play to them. Hoping to get a Dr. Alexander on, boys, over, over the next few weeks. I'm not going to guess London games. I, I will say I think um, we'll see the Jets and the Dolphins again, potentially. 
Uh, not against yeah. each other on the on the Jags, but I think those three teams will well, be involved uh, what, in some way. What I would say is it's it's an enormous year for the Jets, you know, in terms of Wilson and and what he can do in this second year, and obviously um, Salah, and um, for the Dolphins, I really think Mike McDaniel's has an opportunity to really create something special potentially but this is this is one where it is really interesting can a guy make the jump from coordinator and being so good at the x's and o's and, and so good at seeing the game but taking the jump to, to hc some guys have, have taken to it like to duck the water uh, others not the case so if it is to be the dolphins and the jets it'll be a much more interesting uh, stories around both of them but there was a story last week that one of the Tottenham games is going to be the Saints declaring as the home team and they're going to play either the Bengals, the Ravens or the Raiders. So, look, whatever three comes from, whatever team is selected from those three, I think you couldn't argue with that in terms of a game, which we hopefully will be covering in London. And for the Jags at Wembley, selfishly, we have them on the schedule. Joints are the away team. I hope it's the Jags and Joints. But it won't be a game that everybody will be drawn into. But... I have I'm, I'm I'm hearing whispers of, of the Raiders. I'm about to say Oakland. I'm hearing whispers of Raiders Jaguars. I'm hearing that the Broncos are in Mexico. But what what do I know, boys? Do you know I haven't. I'm just hearing DMs. Yeah, we'll just, we just take the little snippets of information. We have. I, I think I think you could be on or something. I think it'll, it'll be the Raiders, Giants, or Cowboys against the Jags in Wembley, and you'll yeah. you'll be a happy man. You, you, you'll not be in the press pass that day anyway. Let's just oh, absolutely you. no. No, I'll be down there with the Zoom I'll, I'll be I'll be down with LPG license plate guy. Oh God! Anyway, um, the, let's let's be clear here. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support, especially tonight. People commenting the, the league, the season's yeah. over, and chatting away. Good crack. Um, you can obviously watch this back all week. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, you can watch it on the NFL Ireland Facebook page, which I was saying this morning to the boys. Re- really appreciate the support from them uh, all season, and you can get it on the podcast as well. Uh, we aim to be that, but we, we aim to be back next week. The way that we see it is, um. There is no off season. Uh, we're literally weeks away from the NFL draft, and last time I checked, we don't freeze for seven months. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be uh, back next week. There, there will be a, a whole host of stories. I guarantee that over the the course of the next few weeks, between free agency, between trades, between unexpected shenanigans, uh, which will lead. Uh, to teams uh, having to to make decisions, uh, you you know this this the the games may pause for right now, but the stories uh, will continue uh, unabated for the next seven months. I, I love the way and you, Michael, you're right. You put the official date on free agency as the 16th. That's the date in which it commences. But the reality is that bargaining period where players can negotiate with teams and the agent starts on the 14th, and by the time Free agency actually formally starts, the big deals are already done. So we we hope to be doing shows 14th and the 15th as well. And yeah. and we we've never even discussed the fact that, and it probably comes down to maybe where Aaron Rodgers plays, Devonta Adams. I mean, he is as of right now a free agent. Lots, lots uh, to to discuss. <laughs> 35 million reasons for some teams as well why there's going to be issues this year which we'll talk about that with seven months uh, i guess that is the end of the season uh the new season starts now the usfl starts in two months uh, really excited for that no doubt jeff rainbow will somehow become a gm or special teams <laughs> manager there, he, we'll he should be a head coach uh, instead of fisher oh my goodness 
Fisher looking well. Boys, thanks a million for your, for, uh, for your time tonight. Thanks to everyone for watching tonight. Uh, and that's it. It's been uh, one, one hell of a season. Even Fred saying that Brian's calls are whack. And uh, yeah, that's it, boys. Uh, have a good off season. See you next week. Can you believe seven months after the Chiefs against the Bucks in the Super Bowl? We're back, not in Tampa Bay, but in Tampa, Dublin Bay, tonight <laughs> for the NFL kickoff. I hate to say it because it's going to sound boring. I've got Tom Brady in the box when all the catch. My Super Bowl would be the Packers against the Chiefs with the Chiefs getting trophy back. But in the Super Bowl, I think it's Bucks Browns. I think Tom Brady wins another ring. Matthew Stafford is going to win the Super Bowl. A team is going to win it in their home city for the second year in a row. We are honored to be at the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> What's going on? I mean, surely the Jaguars win this. Not again. Don't start him. Don't start him, Michael. Like, what are you talking about? So, Colin, the biggest game of the season tonight? Uh, well, uh, it, an interesting one. I didn't expect uh, it to, to be where it is. Hands up, I got this completely wrong. But the reality is, I think Brian O'Leary is going to enjoy this Thursday night football a little bit more than last week's. Just a guess on that one. We got a good bet up last weekend. We also got a good bet up on Thursday night because we were confident in the Panthers and we went on the minus eight. So that came up for us as well. So we're doing very well with matchbook.com. Brian, welcome to Meath. Obviously, you had to get me down here after they beat us in the All-Ireland minor final. But obviously, congratulations to them. But great to record here from the, from the Technology Cafe. I don't think you need to be worried about all Ireland finals after the, the months you've had. I'm trying to think, what would it be like to run out of town, the legend that established your franchise, and say that you actually fired him? Oh, that's right. That's the Denver Broncos and what they did to John Elway. Why did the cold so, treat back in your box? Oh. At well, opposite Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, ahead of today's massive game in London, the Atlanta Falcons playing the New York Jets. Delighted to be joined by my co-host Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary. Hello, Mark, if you're watching, but we have a very suitable replacement in we said yesterday colin brian the royalty of atlanta falcons media d orlando led better d orlando it's well d led as matt ryan apparently calls you according to michael on friday I'm not envying me you'll, you'll envy me now brian boy. Who, who is this oh that's liam that's liam a good friend of mine <laughs> you know who happened to come up to me and say are you from the Irish nfl show and i said yeah i am so uh, yeah we got like a house on fire that photograph up again for me I was going to say, you're, you're, you're looking very snazzy there, bro. Oh, well, uh, thanks very much, Michael. I appreciate the, the, nice, the nice gesture. It's actually Colin in particular. I'm, I'm more focused on. See, whilst it did turn out to be a very, very nice day and the weather was quite mild, at that stage in the morning, it wasn't. And Colin looks like a man with gritted teeth there that's actually freezing his uh, left leg off, shall we say. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you've mentioned the Bengals fans kind of have it to throw back at people. Look at Jamar Chase, and he's been doing great. And yeah, there's stats to beat the band. 450 receiving yards, the most for a rookie since Randy Moss. And that's a good company to be in. But it's going to take one offensive line moment and one injury to Joe Burrow, and that franchise is in serious trouble. He's and last but in no means least, Mark Cockerell. Can I, folks, just first of all, gentlemen, can we get a Duval? Cockerell, Mark, welcome in, my friend. You're here, you've made it. Duval, Duval. Duval, David Duval, they were quite tough. Jaguars, Jaguars. <laughs> Duval. <laughs> the man 
genuinely had no idea who I was or what I was saying. Coach, you've enjoyed some fantastic crowds in college football. What were the fans like in the UK and Europe in Tottenham Hotspur today? I'm sorry. How did you enjoy the fans? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's so the area to... of the game, huh? <laughs> From Soldier Field in Chicago. Colin, how are you? Good? Very well, yeah. Live from Soldier Field. Oh, it, it's not uncommon, and uh, I, I, but if you, you, you'll have to come back, and uh, you've got extra tour guides now to show you around the different parts of the country. Michael is up north. I can show you around Cork and Kerry. Thank you guys for having me. This is uh, really cool. Who would have ever thought I would be doing an NFL Ireland, NFL UK? I mean, this is uh, it's really cool to how far the game has spread. I'm, I'm taking the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals. And that's why I'm taking the Rams, boys. I'm taking the Rams to host the Bengals in SoFi Stadium in two weeks' time. Wouldn't it be nice to be there if that was the case? Fantastic, wouldn't it? Everybody, welcome in to the Irish NFL show live from Los Angeles, California. I repeat, live from SoFi Stadium right behind us. We are 24 hours away from the Cincinnati Bengals against the Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl 56. Uh, we're a long way from North Dublin, but you know we started in the bunker. We're ending in SoFi. How are you? The bunker of John O'Neill. I'm grand. Um, look, NFL fans throughout Ireland, UK, Europe, here in the, in the States, it's on your bucket list to go to a Super Bowl. SoFi Stadium, pretty cool. Yeah. Whose uh, house? It's the Rams' house. Thanks, Michael. I thought I thought I represent the brand, and I'm I'm just trying to neutralise out Column shirt. You know, sorry, just... sorry, can't hear you, Mark. Shirt yeah, yeah. too loud. <laughs> bit too loud. Bit too loud. The Column. Um, look, I mean, it's fantastic. Los Angeles Rams have won Super Bowl 56, 23 to 20. I'm with Mark Cockrell at the minute from the show, Mark. Yeah, a great, great game. Did you enjoy it? Oh, Michael, how, how could you not enjoy a game like that? What a Super Bowl. Um, I do feel very bad for Bengals. What a fantastic fan base today. Delighted for Von Miller, delighted for Matthew Stafford.